Hi everyone, this is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show, and this show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making other people healthier in this world. I'm super excited today to have Kim Kruger on the show. Kim is a venture associate at Plug and Play. Plug and Play does a lot of awesome things for the community here in Silicon Valley. It's uh, like Silicon Valley in a box. I'm sure they have a new mantra, but you know, Health Hero, I've been through the program. They're phenomenal, great people, but I don't want to steal Kim's thunder. Uh, Kim is very experienced and very thoughtful about healthcare, has an interesting background in healthcare, is passionate about it. But uh, Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Anthony. Yeah, um, great, great introduction. You nailed it for plug and play. I promise we're not sponsoring or paying you on the side. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. but great. Yeah, great. I'm no. just a happy customer. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> No, well, I no, really appreciate what you guys are doing. I, I love the massage chairs also that are all around campus as well, too. I, if there's anything I need to do, it's always stop by and do one of those when I'm in. But um, Kim, tell us about you. Tell us about your story. What What's the series of events? What 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 has led you up to the point where you're at today? Maybe take us take us through, through your, your origin story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting story. I feel both young and old sometimes being in this digital health space because so much has happened in such a short amount of time. But I was really lucky in my timing, I think, which I feel like a lot of people feel that way. But in college, I was one of those kids. I totally wanted to be a doctor. I was doing all the coursework, getting down that path, and luckily talked to enough people that I figured out that I didn't think practicing medicine on a daily basis would make me happy. And so I sort of pivoted a bit at that point. Um, made a little bit of a left turn, but I knew, you know, like a lot of people in healthcare have personal stories and I'm no different. I've, I've sort of had enough touch points through um, my family and different experiences that I knew for me it was healthcare and I wanted to to try to work on that gigantic problem and make some dent in it. And so mm-hmm. I studied a little bit more of health systems and health policy. And my first gig out of school was just this um, really lucky coincidence that happened to be the perfect marriage of technology, policy, um, innovation, and healthcare. And that was at Health 2.0. A big shout out to mm-hmm. them, another great industry organization. Learned the mm-hmm. ropes from Matthew Holt and Dusubaya and helped build out that conference business and also a bit of an intelligence arm. And so I spent about three years there in 2011, right, as Obamacare was rolling out, as EMRs were really taking over and spurring a lot of innovation and third-party apps and things like that, um, and tracked the space and learned a ton about what was happening. Uh, And then from there, it's been a bit of a journey through a lot of different organizations uh, tackling the industry from different angles. So I've spent time at Xerox PARC, where the idea was at that point that Xerox knew they needed to engage startups to stay relevant. And the idea was kind of how do we do this without killing them? And not many people know, but Xerox actually had a huge healthcare business. They touched um, about three quarters of claims in the United States each year and also worked with uh, about 20 of top 20 large pharma on a few different initiatives. And so uh, was really figuring out how to grow that business and, and work with external partnerships and startups to spur innovation. And sure enough, um, that business ended up Carl Icahn came into the picture and and it split into two and kind of went through a journey there. Um, And from there moved on to a a small startup called Base Health and spent some time doing uh, business development there, which uh, they had a predictive health analytics engine and then 
um, sure enough, in volatile Silicon Valley uh, startup fashion. Um, was just a short stint, but learned a ton and, and now back to plug and play on the ecosystem side where we've got this incredible platform that's a really fun nexus of corporates and startups and venture capital. And again, really just trying to um, connect the dots and figure out, you know, where those relationships can be built to add value on both sides. Mm-hmm. No, it's, this is awesome. And um, yeah, you know, it's been a while since I connected with Matthew and uh, the Health 2.0 mm-hmm. stuff is, is pretty awesome. So I really appreciate your background. Very vast deep and wide you see so much volume and i know in plug and play it's like you see a lot right you, you have seen a lot so mm-hmm. what are what are some of the differences that make the difference i guess not so much in the startups that you're seeing and innovations that are rising to the top but what is capturing your fascination the most in healthcare right now yeah you know honestly it's it's interesting over the course of the last few years i i don't know if we're seeing any real new trends. It feels like at this point, the sort of the problem set is known when it comes to healthcare, um, barring mm-hmm. any kind of massive policy shift or, um, you know, world turning on its head. I think we all agree on what the problems are in healthcare. And so lately it, it really is, I find myself um, drawn more to startups that are succeeding and, and executing and really figuring out how to move that needle. And it's, you know, we're past kind of the idea of the the sexy idea or the shiny new object and who can really, you know, figure it out and show attribution and show that they're moving the needle in whatever the metric is that makes sense for them. Got it. Got it. And yeah, no, it's interesting. You know, what I'm seeing a lot, and I'm sure you're seeing this too, is that you're seeing some startups in health and, and tangential to health, you know, get funded and then you read their solution, you read the market size and the trends that they're going after, or not necessarily the trends, but these massive societal shifts where they with it, you know, a lot of tremendous opportunity. You see their solution description and you're seeing how much money they're raising and, you know, who's believing in them, et cetera. Um, what are some, some from a, like a solution perspective, you're like, Ooh, wow, that's interesting. I didn't see that. Maybe ones that you really like called it out. You said, wow, wow that company is going to solve the problem. Like the way that they say they're going to do it. So what are some solutions that are just popping up that you're just like, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm, so I'm sort of a fan of the basics when it comes to, can I email my doctor? Can I do a text right. conversation to take care of a sinus infection? And so uh, we have a company called Giant that we work closely with at Plug and Play and, you know, full disclosure, they are a portfolio company of ours. Um, but they have that sort of text triage based tool that they're using in a variety of different settings. Um, it can sort of supplement call centers for hospitals um, it can be sort of a front door to either a primary care practice or an emergency room. And it can actually also be patient support for pharmaceutical companies. But mm-hmm. the founders have that retail background. And so the experience is actually very friendly. It's, you know, cute and has some different conversational interactions that just gives it a different look and feel than your typical kind of health system interaction. So it's a great experience and it does uh, serve that purpose of getting to the consumer, the patient, whatever you want to call that person and lets them kind of take mm-hmm. care of some business and, and avoid um, either avoid, you know, a, an emergency room trip or get triaged appropriately. And of course the doctor can also hop into the loop there and interact. So um, they're having some great success with their hospital partners in terms of reaching consumers more effectively, resolving issues without having the patients come in um, and keeping tabs on sort of early warning signs for deteriorating situations. So, um, you know, that is a great example of sort of a a basic that is finally getting some traction and and showing some success in the healthcare setting. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that. And then on, on the other end of the spectrum, like I sort of mentioned, we're seeing a lot of new sort of early warning sign type technologies. And in particular, a uh, few companies that we've come across here at Plug and Play. Uh, one is called Altoida. They have a iPad-based solution that um, walks you through some virtual reality, augmented reality exercises to basically figure out, you know, I think up to 10 years in advance, some early warning signs of cognitive impairment sort of leading oh, down wow. the path to dementia and Alzheimer's. Right. So it's, wow. it's, it's fascinating. And they're, they're really working hard on getting that validation and showing that it works um, and they're mm-hmm. on that path. And so, you know, obviously there's sort of a philosophical question at the end there where, you know, we don't have a, a cure for Alzheimer's at this point, but there are some, you know, big lifestyle, lifestyle changes you can implement where if you have 10 years of lead time, you can hopefully uh, make an impact and, and get back some quality of life and, and extend out sort of your runway on in, in that sense. Um, so tools like that are really incredible or another company called Oral Analytics is actually listening to your voice for similar cues of cognitive decline and uh, one of the early, you know, sort of companion biomarker things they found from voice analysis is they can actually uh, predict migraine um, with with some good accuracy about, uh, I believe it's about 12 hours in advance, so giving people some time to take steps and, and you know, mitigate an oncoming migraine. So really wow. interesting sort of early warning oh. signs out there, yeah. Ooh, I need that. So um, <laughs> is that a consumer facing or will it be at any point? Like that would be an awesome app. Like, just yeah, to, you I, know, talk I, into it or hopefully it's a zoom plugin and then I get a text. Right, exactly. Anthony, you're, 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 you better do something because in eight hours you're going to wipe that with a migraine. Right. Can you, I mean, that is the vision. Maybe one day it's sitting on your iPhone, sitting in your autonomous car and it's just kind of listening in and, it gives you those those warning signs and nudges. Of course, oh, they've, they've got a bit of a runway, and obviously, there's a whole bunch of privacy things that come up. But um, that is the the grand vision, I think. So powerful, right? So mm-hmm. migraines still feel like so deep, you know, like you know, mysterious, right? And so many different ways to try and solve it. Um, but uh, no, really fascinating. And so, anything on like the the genomic side or, or anything? I don't know if Plug and Play is looking at stuff like that. So, like, uh, you know, like true like fringe fringe tech like uh anything along those lines uh i know i'm seeing lately like um you know a lot of on-demand pharmaceuticals on-demand medicine seems to be a you know huge trend as well in healthcare but what else what else has your has has you captivated yeah you know on on the genomic side of things we obviously uh plug and plays realm is sort of more in the it digital world so we do right see some data plays and some interesting sort of two-sided marketplaces for making omics information available, whether it's to researchers or pharma companies or whatever it might be. Um, also seeing a little bit more in the applied sense of sort of pharmacogenetics and figuring out quicker and more efficiently, you know, what drugs might work well for what people and what dosing regimens and different things like that. Um, of course, every once in a while, we sort of get the occasional biotech company that comes into our realm and, and different kinds right. of RT therapies and things like that. And that's definitely beyond our expertise and we don't um, necessarily get to uh, work with them or support them, but we love learning about that. And it, it really is fascinating. Like you said, the, I think sort of the sky's the limit when it comes to what might be possible on that side of the world. Along those lines of po- uh, what's possible or possibilities, t- tell us, <laughs> tell me a little bit about the future of being a kin when it comes to healthcare. Like maybe pick a time horizon, whether it's five five years from now, ten years from now, a thousand years from now. What what's going to happen? 
what do you what are you optimistic about what do you really like oh my gosh this future in healthcare like when this happens and this is available like it's going to be super awesome yeah i think that's a great question and a foolproof way to sort of prove me wrong i think no matter what i say <laughs> we're <laughs> going to come back and reference this so, exactly we'll put this like, in my yeah, time when capsule and when we're old yeah we're going to come back and be like oh let's let's that, do an audit that was terrible um, <laughs> but no i guess you know i i am hopeful that you know maybe on the the five to ten year time frame that we really start to figure out just how pervasive health is and again, it's a known known that, you know, we're living our lives outside of the doctor's office. It's, you know, it's everything we eat. It's what we think. It's where we live. It's who we talk to and how we interact. All of those elements matter. Um, and so, you know, whatever umbrella you want those to fall under, whether, you know, even the future of work and being supported in your workplace, having the right resources to avoid burnout and pursue meaningful work, um, interact with colleagues and, and family and balance your work life or whatever that looks like, or if it is social determinants of health and our built environments and, you know, having access to the right foods and understanding, um, you know, what you need to consume and do on a daily basis to sort of live your best life. I think I'm, I'm just hopeful that we continue down that path and figure out both you know, what is the quote-unquote right answer and what works for people and what is sort of the, the set of solutions that uh, will support us as we move forward in this, you know, new and crazy world of technology and omics and startup hustle and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But also, you know, the reality that there does need to be a business case for that and for those types of things to work. Um, so having right. to figure out kind of what's sustainable on that side of things to make sure we can get um, tools and, and solutions to the right people in the right places. So, um mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful and I hope that continues. I just, you know, anecdotally, someone once told me that over at Stanford, they've got about 10 professors working on glioblastomas, I think, which are brain tumors. Right. Um, and obviously horrible, horrible disease, really terrible. It's, you know, really um, awful prognosis for anyone who, who gets one. Uh, but on the flip side of that coin, I think they have only one professor working on nutrition, uh, which is just mm -hmm. kind of insane considering right. the market for that is literally everyone in the world and, yeah. and there's going to be incredible i think you know permutations and different personalization and elements there so yeah um, just curious to see how that will shift and you know i think these days people are starting to care and i think we're definitely making progress on that front so yeah can't no, it's powerful. Where it goes. yeah yeah it feels like, you know, just to sum summarize a little bit and correct me if I'm, I'm, I'm missummarizing here, but yeah, no, um, you know, holistic focus, more, more well-being focus, more unified, right, in terms of services, mm -hmm. and then more democratization or uh, dissemination of care. And so not, you know, resulting on care on place and time so much, but, you know, on demand, as needed, very specific, personalized um is is what you see the future going to and mm -hmm. uh, i 100 percent agree um and um that is interesting that ratio at stanford you know you, mm -hmm. you saw, i hear that a lot i hear that a lot it's like all these doctors are working on this one rare thing and then many are not working on what i consider kind of like well-being tech which is mm -hmm. more like nutrients habits exercise you know it's like my dad always used to say like you know abs are made in the kitchen right and so right. um you know focusing on diet and you know food as a prescription is something i'm you know pretty optimistic or i should say i would like to see a lo lot more of right you know mm -hmm. the apple a day you know i think we're gonna i would like to see us come full circle to the 
you know, Apple a day keeps the doctor away type, type mentality. But um, any enabling macro factors do you think need to happen for this vision to be realized, whether it's like, you think it's legislatively, it's policy-wise, it's funding-wise, it's any any other big factors, enabling factors to kind of, you know, make these things happen. Maybe it's infrastructure or AI making, you know, making it to the next, like, true AI to, to have all these systems kind of talking with each other and services. Anything yeah. you see on that, that front? Yeah, I'm not to totally cop out on the answer, but I think it's probably a mix of everything you just touched on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. I think access is obviously a really big one, whether it is, you know, mm -hmm. going to be access to good food or access to your care or your doctor or uh, whatever tools and support programs you need. So that's constantly something that I'm looking at. And then from there, like you mentioned, um, that probably does touch on policy and funding and, um, you know, interoperability and systems talking to each other and coordinated resources and care and, and just mm -hmm. the whole mess, which <laughs> we're all still working on in, in the system more broadly. Got it. Got it. No, that's, it's awesome. I mean, it's, uh, and I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's really fascinating. I really appreciate your, first of all, your background, your origin story and, and, and where you feel we're going. And I totally agree with you. Um, I have one more question for you. Uh, and before before I ask it, um, what's a good way for people to engage with you online or reach out to you if they would like to do so? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter. I am at KQ, as in Quinn, my middle name, Kruger, K-R-U-E-G-E-R. -E um, so Twitter is a great way to find me, follow, message me, or feel free to reach out on LinkedIn. And I'm pretty responsive and always happy to chat. Awesome. Awesome. And so... Um, promise this will be a softball. It, last question. Tell us one really good uh, um, health or well-being habit on a weekly, daily, monthly basis that really works for you. Something you've been doing that really does it for you from a well-being perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I so I, I try to do I try to walk the walk, I try to eat well, exercise, all that good stuff. One of the smaller items that I think helps me a lot, I'm a big list maker and mm. on a daily basis it's just sort of tasks and getting things out of my brain, but I always try um, to throw in a few things that I'm, I'm really grateful for that day or week or excited about mm. something that's coming up. So I do in that, you know, small little way, I try to kind of build in that gratitude and, and use lists to get the, the whole mess out of my brain and, and sort of de-stress. <laughs> Everyone's been saying that, you know, I, I try and do it a little bit and I kind of think about it, you know, I pray and, and, and stuff and I, I try mm -hmm. and give thanks. Especially like I use, I use meals as a trigger time so that when I'm mm. saying grace, it's not the traditional like, you know, thank you for my food. I'm so great. You know, but like, yeah. you know, using it as a time to kind of speak it in my mind. But do you use like, so I use Todoist. I love it. I'm addicted to Todoist, the, the tool. I think I've got like 13 sub lists, but I don't have a gratitude list. Like, do you use a certain to-do list or a sub list or a, a, an app or something? Or I'm pen and paper. I, I write wow. it down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now that's innovation. I'm going to do that. I'm going to yes. do that. I guess there's something about just the earthiness of, of doing it probably. Yeah. It, paper style and just you see it and I'm going to do that. Well, I'm still one of those people that when I write it, it's, that's what sticks it in my brain. If I type mm -hmm. something, I'm, I, I don't remember it, but writing it in my left-handed mm -hmm. chicken scratch somehow mm. connects the dots. Well, 
I'm going to do it. The first one I'm going to write down is I'm thankful for you being on the show. First of all, I'm very grateful for you being here and being, being uh, spending time with us. This was great, Kim. I really appreciate it. You know, as, um, as you work on different things and see different trends, uh, you, Netta, and the whole team at Plug and Play, just love to have you guys back and you back and just talk about what you're seeing. And, uh, you know, this was, this was awesome, Kim. And so I just wanted to say thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you. I had a ton of fun. Yeah, no, this was, this was fun. This was a ton of fun. And to our listeners out there, again, this is the Pop Health Show. Oh, and this is for people that have a strong passion for health. Kim, thank you so much again. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much.